This is Alpha Geek Radio. The following presentation is licensed under the Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike Non-Commercial License. For more information on Creative Commons licensing, please visit www.creativecommons.org. In panic, ladies and gentlemen, the casuals are here, and we are taking control. This is Casually Hardcore, live on alphageekradio.com. For Sunday, the 26th of July, in the 20 of the 15, we are Casually Hardcore, and I am Gnomewise. I am Dexa. And I am Grail. Woohoo! We managed to do a show despite tremendous technological hurdles today. <laughs> Thanks to Gnomewise, because we don't touch the technological hurdles. You have to write. You have to have the right rituals. Uh, two live chickens. That, well, we're live chickens. That we're involved. But the shoutcast. The chickens were heard in the making of the show. Chickens. <laughs> well, unless you count the ones I ate for dinner last night, which are currently fueling me, but that's a whole other story, which we're not going to talk about because, damn. Uh, yeah, so earlier today, the data center in Baltimore that houses our main shoutcast servers, well, it was offline for about nine hours while they apparently replaced everything according to their, uh, their upkeep log. Um, so we might cut out during the middle of this thing. We'll just keep recording and, re- and release it to the uh, RSS feed. So those of you listening live, if we get booted, apologies. Um, we are not in control of that. Uh, but it appears and they claim to be fully back online. And for the moment, it is working. And, of course, in the lead-up to the show, my laptop decided to reject the implant of its uh, secondary internal hard drive, which has been working beautifully for over a year now. Uh, so some emergency surgery on the kitchen table was performed to extract the tumor, and it's doing well and streaming nicely, and everything is snappy and responsive. God did not want us to stream today. <laughs> or Cthulhu, or, or Haster, or somebody. God. Right. <laughs> we are streaming. I said, screw you, Joe Boo. I do it myself. That's right. Uh, <laughs> so... Good times. Up, up, good times indeed. Okay, so uh, change is afoot. Uh, yes. In, in order to and a hand. I'm coming for you. I know where you live. It is not a long drive. I am coming for you. What was I saying? Whatever, old man. <laughs> oh, woman with almost Your the same birthday as me. <laughs> I'm feeling the love, guys. <laughs> Clearly, this is why I keep showing up for this. That's right. <laughs> to to you know, this is the same thing you know how in, in ancient Rome when the hero was parading through the streets they had the guy holding the wreath above his head whispering in his ears, "Remember, you're going to die. Remember, you are mortal." To mm-hmm. make sure they didn't get a little too full of themselves, I think you are that dude to me. <laughs> Which right. one of us? <laughs> Pick one. <laughs> We, we we do it in shifts. That's right. Oh, that's right. That's yeah. That's where we get full coverage. Apparently, apparently, I'm such a task that you have to tag team it. That's exactly. right. Exactly. <sighs> I love you too. Anyway, uh, in order to uh, combat the pod fading that we have been experiencing, 
um, trying to maintain the show's presence on Sunday in the face of children in, in my household reaching an age where Sundays are rapidly not really becoming an option because family stuff is getting scheduled with deepening uh, commitment and greater frequency. We are going to be, number one, taking a short hiatus to retool the show and also to make room for the large number of events we have in the immediate future. So the month of August, we will basically be offline. That won't mean you will be necessarily hurting for content. It just won't be in the form of Casually Hardcore. So next weekend... Uh, Friday and Saturday, you'll have a crap ton of live-streamed uh, content from Nerdtacular in, uh, in Snowbird, Utah, which I will be bringing to you, hopefully, car not breaking down and God willing and the crick don't rise. It's the weekend of the, the, the first? Yep, the weekend that crosses over into August. Okay. Um, and then at the end of, sep- end of August, beginning of September, uh, we have... A two-weekend festival in the form of Dragon Con for me, the last weekend of August, Mm -hmm. and then the first full weekend of September, because it's a weird year for PAX, you guys will be at PAX Prime, correct? No, we're at PAX Prime on the 25th. They moved it earlier, rather than later. It's earlier. Because it's the one year where it's not Labor Day. uh, Every. Fourth year, some other organization right. has a long-term contract with the Emerald City. So I had that right. reversed in my head. So yes. Well, the, technically, we'll be at PAX the 28th, but we'll be in Seattle starting the 25th. Right. For which I hate you because I really want to go back there again. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And they're doing the Triwizard Tournament, obviously, because, you know, we fought the Dark Lord last year. So no more Triwizard Tournament. They changed it. Now it's going to be a Mad Max-themed drinking tournament. What a lovely day. Yeah. What a lovely day. No idea. (laughs) Fury Road, and we have... The best thing ever. We have, well, I mean, it it came out early on, but they they have the cooking, uh, like, cake spray for silver. Right, right. So we have that, so we can be shiny and chrome. I was wondering what you were going to do, because if you don't do real spray paint, for the love of God. No. No, it's not spray paint. No. It's it's edible cooking paint. Yeah, that would be (laughs) Today I learned that that is a thing, and awesome, so you'll totally be able to do that. Uh, Yes. You war boy and war girl. Or mm-hmm. yeah, I guess no, no. You'll be an imperator, of course, right? No, gotcha. I mean actually, we had like they they set up all these different like I guess clans or whatever. So I forget what our uh, clan even is. Called. I think it's but kind ours of borderlandy. Is, ours is more like because basically they said it's Mad Max, but other gaming related themes are welcome. So Fallout is welcome. Borderlands is as long welcome. as it's post apocalypse. Post apocalyptic, so you can go a lot of different ways. So ours is it's a Mad Max sounding name, but they said it's also heavily Fallout influenced. Okay, mm-hmm. so, so you got lots you, of options. Yeah, yeah. So it should be pretty easy. Yeah, Excellent. it'll be tons of fun so still lots of drinking you guys will get a lot of content from packs from us it, mostly for me you know in the form of um pictures too bad you're not going to be there no more because the best pictures are when you know we're embarrassing you but i just the whole winning the lottery thing just hasn't didn't happen huh? hasn't quite mm. happened yet though clearly it will at any moment um, actually, that is there's always that chance it could happen because my my tradition when going on a road trip that is the one time I actually play the lottery because um, there's so many fueling stops 
I'll usually pick one at random, usually out of state, <laughs> and do like a ten bucks on uh, Powerball, and just get random numbers, and then that's that's the the one time where I pay my math tax, and so hey, I wow. could I could come back from this thing a multi multi millionaire. You never know. So you, so you're you're driving to Atlanta. Uh, no, no. This is uh, for Nertacular coming up next week. Oh, Nertacular. I thought you meant for Dragon Con. Oh, like, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> like, I no. know you like road trips, but damn. <laughs> the only no, reason, the only reason I am able to go to Atlanta this year, number one, is uh, I'm going as a volunteer, so I did not have to pony up for a ticket. Nice. Um, and number two, I had frequent flyer miles i had to use ah. so my flight it was eleven dollars and twenty cents when all was said and done perfect and doc Got dad it. and i from versus the world productions are splitting a room so that is the the only heinous expense i will have is oh, oh my god the the rates in atlanta during dragon con are incredibly jacked up yeah um i at least have a roomie and we're looking for a third to maybe split it three ways and have it not be quite so uh horrifying um, so I'm able to do it on a budget this year. Um, and oh, that's I, nice. And I, I doubly wanted to be there because an internet friend of mine is getting married during the convention. So I, want, I wanted to be there. And we're going to try and live stream it because so, that's what we do. Um, so, yeah, Justin Robert Young from Night Attack and Jury Talks and Daily Tech News Show and many other shows on the network um, is getting hitched during Dragon Con. Despite them having... In big letters on their policies page, absolutely no weddings is like uh-huh. one whole line item. Somehow he thinks he's gotten clearance from somebody, so I say, good luck to you, dude. Okay. Okay, then. I'm thinking like the 501st Legion is going to storm in and close us down, but we'll see. <laughs> hmm. That's um, cool, though. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, I think it's going to be a ton of fun. Um, and it's not, I think we're just going to do it Dragon Con adjacent. Um, because they just knew all the people were, were going to be in town for that. Right. So to summarize and clarify and correct my mistake, we've got Nerdtacular streaming for you guys next week. Um, the next to last weekend of uh, August. August, you guys will be in PAX. Yes. And then the following weekend and into the following Monday, because for, for some reason they extended into the following Monday. It's always been a Dragon Con thing. Uh, I'll be live streaming the podcasting track from uh, DragonCon 2015 in Atlanta. And uh, depending on bandwidth limitations, uh, going to shoot for full video this year. So, Nice. God, That's God awesome. God willing, and the hotel provides hard line, there will be live video streaming uh, on top of the audio. Bare minimum, you'll get live audio and podcast versions of all the panels. And last year, there were lots of really good interesting and and stuff because i was uh volunteered and you know trapped in the room mm-hmm. that based on their description in the program i might never have gone and sought out and yet were really wildly interesting uh um, huh. so maybe when you find yourself at a convention pick something at random that doesn't necessarily uh ring your bell by its description in the pamphlet and and give it five minutes and hmm. see, see, you, you, you might be surprised. Um, sometimes merely the, the personalities of the people in the panel carry it, even though the topic may not interest you, which I experienced a few times last year. And I'm hoping for more this year because it was a ton of fun. Exhausting as hell, but a ton of fun. And I've done that a lot of times when we had to, you know, when I stayed in the main room just to, 
just because I didn't feel like moving, basically. Right. I don't want to move. I've listened to a lot of really good panels. I mean, Jason Isaacs was one of the, my favorite ones from Comic-Con. That I, that wasn't something that I was, you know, really actively looking forward to hearing. Mm-hmm. And he was amazing. So that happens quite a bit. You'd be surprised what they put on at some of these cons that you'll be interested in. And, you know, in order to make up for some of the the lack of show, I know we have a lot of um, events being streamed. I'll be I'll make a concerted effort to be more active on Twitter. I do have Gishwes coming up, so I'll at least tweet some of that goings on uh, from Misha, there. Misha, Misha, Misha. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> Misha is not involved unless I win, so... <laughs> And win. <laughs> I, yeah. <laughs> 10,000 people. So easy I'm going to be the winner. So right now <laughs> we're looking at the relaunch date for the show. Uh, Thursday, the 10th of September. Does that, that jive with your guys' vision of reality? Because that previous Thursday I will still be at Dragon Con. That's, I actually, that's our first day of streaming is Thursday the 3rd. The 10th of September should be good. Yep. Yeah, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, we are currently looking at midnight Eastern time. <laughs> Ouch! Yep. Poor peeps. So we're talking 9 o'clock nine, Pacific. 9 Pacific. Okay. Uh, 10 Mountain. Um, no, I beg your pardon. That, that's incorrect. It was going to be 10 Arizona time, which was currently... Uh, One. 1 a.m. Eastern time because we're allied <laughs> with Pacific. Damn all you weird people who do daylight saving time. Right. Um, so, yeah, the, the, the reality is, this, is if we're going to do this live, it's going to have to be a late night on a weekday. So here here it is. This We will now be your late night show. I think the drinking light will be on blindingly, clearly, and uh, hope to have some uh, fun new segments and such uh, thrown together between now and then for you guys. Cool. Never a dull moment. So watch for that. Uh, we'll tweet out and remind people when we're getting ready to come back in our, our new day and our new time. So this will be our our pre-hiatus. Uh, see you soon. And the again, looking to become more religiously consistent about every Thursday, get content out for you guys uh, rather rather than pod fade. Just align the the uh, the showtime with the uh, the new realities of child rearing. Yay, parenthood. We're done. So yeah. we feel your pain you, from a long distance. I was going to say, you yeah. felt my pain at we one time. We kind of felt it. Now we just kind of laugh at it. <laughs> <laughs> Still know where you live. Still know where you live. <laughs> uh, and I'm not exactly mentally sound right now. So, <laughs> And you decided to even double up your, your – you, you, you extended your sentence. So. Yep, you did. That was your own fault. That was your own choice. There was free will involved, but it wasn't exactly what you'd call planned. I just saying. We just we accepted the gift that is arch nemesis that was bestowed upon us. A really good bottle of Patron tequila was involved, and I'm just going to leave it at that. Mm-hmm. And she's completely awesome. But yes, the I was very aware that the 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 timer reset at that point. Yep. <sighs> She's a gift. She's a gift. She's a gift. She's a gift. <laughs> I swear the universe made her extra cute and awesome because she, she because she's a terror with her red hair. Yes, 
and, and <laughs> so she needed extra layers of defense. That's right. Because um, yeah. right now she's in the next room with her mother devouring the Men in Black series and loving oh. every minute of it. Nice. Um, it just it came up uh, when she started. We were thumbing through Amazon just looking for new what had come up on Prime since the last time we checked. And Men in Black 2 was in there. So mm. queued that up the other night and she was just riveted. So today Iolite dug out the Men in Black 1 DVD. And we realized as she was putting the disc in to the PS3 to play that Arch Nemesis had no concept of a DVD. Oh, Yeah. And she was literally asking Iolite questions about, what are you doing, Mommy? Uh, uh, you know, why aren't we in Netflix or on Amazon or in Hulu? Because her entire television experience has been on-demand streaming. And she has reached the age of five before being exposed to disc-based media. Well, you Just know. let that sink in as to how... Much things have changed just in recent years. Well, things have changed in every de- generation. Right, From but CDs not quite to epic cassette speed, tapes to think. eight tracks. I mean, records. Yeah, but that was a that's a pretty, you know, that's a sizable leap. I mean, you figured DVD, VHS to DVDs was like 96, 97. Right. And that was an improvement in quality. Right and durability because you know it was no longer going to wear out unless you were abusive to your discs, and they looked great on the millionth play versus the first play because hey, digital, digital is awesome for right. that. And you didn't have to rewind them. Right, there was, be kind, there was, rewind. Was, be kind, rewind. Yeah, I mean it was a sizable to me change. Like DVD to Blu-ray was not a sizable change. That was right. purely oh, yeah. a small quality. Quality, increase. and they could cram more stuff right. on the disc. Capacity and quality. Yippity, but, yippity d. But, uh, I mean, I would equate going from VHS to DVD as meaningful as, DV, you know, media to streaming. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's, you know, progress. It's just looking at this, this generation who's never known a world without at least, you know, TiVo-level DVRing. And now a generation is like all about, of course, everything, everything ever made is available on demand. Duh. Well, it's funny. I mean, we got a lot of people at work now that are like, you know, we'll be talking about different things and a lot of complaints from them about their cable bills. And I'm like, yeah, that's why we got rid of our cable. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And and they're like, yeah, you know, because they'll say, like, all I do is watch Netflix or all I do is watch Hulu. Yep. Yep. And it's like, well, then why are you paying your cable bill? And it's like they're they're just scared. Yep. yep. They are scared. Well, but we've always done I can, as, as a over, coming up on three-year cord cutter 10 out of 10 can recommend yeah. yes absolutely so, so can we i mean the one argument like or one of my friends his argument is that well but i really want to have football and i love my direct tv football uh nfl ticket mm-hmm. and i say there's a sports bar like a block from my house yep. <laughs> and i will gladly spend my day there watching football and if there's anything nerds like us need it is an excuse to force us out into the sunlight and to go out somewhere and socialize, kind of. Yeah, so. I don't. I, I love spending time at the sports bar. That's that's always a good time for me. So it's it's nice to be kind of forced into it. <laughs> oh, oh darn! Twist my arm. Oh darn! Oh. Sorry, honey. I have to go to the neighborhood pub. 
Bye. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> what do you mean I have to go? We have to go. <laughs> I'm sorry. I forgot who I was talking to. <laughs> and I still would say that probably even with us going four times in a month, it would be cheaper, cheaper than cable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I went through the conversion recently um, because of the, the Indiegogo I'm about to talk about and the okay. servers I'm hoping to host here. Uh, I've converted to the business grade internet. Right, right. You were telling me about that. But another benefit of that is no data caps, because mm. we were annihilating our data caps. And for basically twenty bucks extra a month, uh, I get to host whatever servers I want here and not risk being shut down because I'm no longer breaking any rules, and get a static IP address, which is useful for the kind of crap that I do, and. I can send and receive as much data as I can squeeze out of it, and we squeeze quite a lot because, again, the, <laughs> the streaming generation. Give me the data. Give exactly. me the data. The ones and the zeros, they come for me. Put my mouth to the fire hose. <laughs> <laughs> you get to drink from the fire hose. That's right. Oh, my gosh. What? Weird Al. He's awesome. Uh, so also going on. Right now, started a few days ago. If you point your web browsers to tinyurl.com slash alpha geek upgrade, I have pulled the trigger finally on the video server fundraising effort. Uh, Far and away the most ambitious fundraising I've ever attempted and actually like recorded a pitch video and everything and thanks to uh, Paul DeNigris and his students for making that look way more awesome than I could ever do on my own because I do not know anything about video production. Um, So we want to move the network firmly and properly into the video era whilst maintaining the low bandwidth audio that we've always offered. And Mm. so check out the Indiegogo. Uh, We're just a couple couple of six days in, got 24 days left, uh, doing a full 30-day run all kinds of fun perks that people have donated. A couple of them have sold out. Uh, still a lot of fun ones available, though. And fun things were put together for the different goals and stretch goals. I got a bunch of show hosts from the network to volunteer to be part of a pool of uh, providers. And we're going to have, if we meet the initial goal, and then, and then for each successive stretch goal beyond that, do one special episode voted on and created in part by the community. So you'll be able to first vote on a pool of possible topics within reason. Um, And then once we have a good sizable pool of different topic suggestions uh, for each show that we unlock, you'll be able to pick two hosts and a topic and the top vote getter um, in that combo in that vote gets made into a special episode so we can do things like, I don't know, Brian Ibbett and uh, Terpster discussing the finer points of British boy bands. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> it, it will ultimately be up to the community to decide. Uh, so that's, that should be fun if we can make some of the, the main goal and some of the stretch goals. And then there's some nice art commissions and some good voiceover work. Uh, Scott Fletcher who you hear frequently on Frog Pants network shows yes. as the golden-throated announcer uh, has offered to record people's voicemail greetings for them. A couple of them have already sold. It looks like there's seven or eight of those left. 
the big commission is gone, though. Yeah, somebody already grabbed up the big Johnson, and, and I'm kind of I'm partially really happy because that was a, a high dollar item, but I don't get to say the big Johnson art commission anymore because it's already sold. <laughs> Well, you can well, say you the can Big say Johnson has sold. Yeah, Somebody exactly. bought the Big Johnson off of our Indiegogo. Yes. That's right. Now, Scott Johnson had uh, donated a large, a 12 by 12 full color custom art commission as one of the perks. And so he cobbled that up almost immediately. Uh, there's a few Len Peralta art commissions left. Uh, there, were, there were three. There are now two remaining. Uh, you may know him from Daily Tech News Show as the Friday Artist. Um, and also from geekaweek.net, um, the nerd trading cards, which they're actually converting into a playable trading card game. Cool. It started out just as nerd trading cards. Now they're retrofitting it into an actual playable gaming framework, which I think is awesome. Nice. Yes. And Joe, Joel Duggan from Citadel Cafe also has an art commission up in here. You can guest shot on a couple of different shows. Uh, Coverville and the Grumpy Cast have both put the, their hat in the ring as if you want to join them on their shows for an episode. All kinds of fun stuff on here. So, again, it's tinyurl.com slash alphageekupgrade. Um, help bring us into the video era properly. We've got the systems are all worked out and tested. They're just running on profoundly crappy salvaged <laughs> servers. Um, and so proof of concept is done. We just It, it, it has become clear you, you need proper server-grade, uh, powerful hardware to do this right. And the idea is we've, we've created a tool where our show hosts benefit from fire and forget. They pick whatever video streaming service they like. So if they like to use Twitch as their source, great. If they want to use a Google Hangout, fine. We don't care. It will take that one source and automatically distribute to all kinds of different networks. So it'll, it'll downgrade it to audio only and send it over the Shoutcast servers so people driving around with their cell phones can put it on their car stereos. It'll transcode it onto the Roku boxes through our Roku apps. You can put it up on your TV and your entertainment center. Uh, we're experimenting with putting it on YouTube Live so it can come through on things like Apple TV. The challenge there is some of our hosts like to play copyright-protected music on part of their shows, which we tell them not to do. And <laughs> the content ID system on uh, YouTube Live shuts us down. Right. Oh, uh, yeah. Even when I mean, the content ID system over there is deeply flawed. Uh, I can give you a concrete example from Wootstock uh, the other week. Brand new song um, from Paul and Storm, which you should all go listen to. It is done to the tune of American Pie. Okay. And it's all about uh, Game of Thrones. So it's bye-bye every lady and guy from beheadings to red weddings to assassins and spies. And it just goes from there. It's all about George R.R. R. Martin murdering everyone. Uh, mm -hmm. Nice. And, the, you know, they they talked about that somewhat. Like maybe last year at uh, I think they did. At Comic-Con. They may have like been working on it at yep. that time. So they played a little bit of yep. it. And this, this was their, their premiere of it was at Woodstock 7.0. Gotcha. So I did. I just threw the raw video up on our YouTube channel just to get people uh, quick access to it, and it was immediately flagged as "The Saga Begins" by Weird Al Yankovic. What? <laughs> Which is another parody song, right? Done right? to the tune of American Pie. 
This was a live performance. That's the Anakin one, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. He's still a small fry. So he's still a small fry, right. yeah. Maybe Vader someday later. Right. But, but he's still a small fry. <laughs> so content ID. Not so good. It has issues. Well, and also when you're singing karaoke. Right. Because when I put the uh, the Supernatural Con up there, I got an email too because mm-hmm. we were singing karaoke yeah. to certain songs. Content ID is a deeply flawed technology. Um, and so that's why I'm not – I've got the YouTube live channels going, but I don't want to feature them too prominently because Prominent. it keeps mm-hmm. getting shut down for bogus reasons. Right. And right. This, this makes me wonder if, the, if Google has any hope of success whatsoever with YouTube gaming because it's going to hear their roommate playing a copyright music in the background of somebody streaming their, their Heroes of the Storm match, and people's videos are going to get taken down. And sure. they're, they're going to go walking right back to Twitch. It's like, this is BS. They don't do this crap to me on Twitch, and they're never going to enjoy any success because this system is very, very broken. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Twitch, our network is now extended to Twitch. So this is the, the, the idea of the Fire and Forget uh, system for hosts they broadcast it once using whatever tech they want. Gets them on Twitch, gets them on YouTube Live, gets them on our player, gets them on the mobile app, gets them on the Roku app. Anywhere you want to watch or listen, it shows up. So it gets the signal out near where you're, wherever your audience happens to be standing. And all the host has to do is click a button and do their show as normal. No extra software required on there and no extra bandwidth required on there. And it just kind of automatically happens for the for the audience members the benefit there is whatever device you happen to be near you can listen to or watch your favorite live shows when they go live and you don't have to necessarily go home to be in front of your computer to do it very cool that is the plan that's what this fundraiser is all about so i like this plan i'm i'm psyched to be a part of it Let's go, it. Let's, go get, let's go shoot some birds. Let's go shoot some birds. Anyway, so if you're interested in supporting that, either as a show host or as an audience member or both, uh, tinyurl.com slash alphageekupgrade is the place to do it. And we, as always, we greatly appreciate um, your generosity and your support. Boo. All right. Yeah. Cool. Uh, yeah. No, I think we, uh, you know, I know we're talking about content and stuff as we retool mm-hmm. on our new night so mm-hmm. maybe we can take advantage of some of our new abilities funny you should mention that yeah. like gaming or that would be kind of cool oh my god i have been i am not allowed to touch the xbox today because i literally have been going to bed like at three o'clock every morning i've been trying to beat dead island riptide and that is the most buggiest game in the world, but I'm so addicted <laughs> that I can't get off the stupid game. Let's, let's, let's call a spade a spade here, shall we? You mm-hmm. sent your only child off to college in another state, and you're enjoying your second teenagerdom. Maybe. <laughs> that might factor in a little. A little bit. Maybe. A little bit. Just a, just a scotch. Just yeah. a and I am totally jealous of you for it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, that would be cool, though. Can you yeah. imagine? Yeah, it'd be nice. Do all some let's all play. kinds of options abound. I don't know if I want it out there how horrible I am at games, though. I mean, I talk a good game. Well, we but... can do like terrible like games. I suck or, at. Like, or stuff that like were <laughs> never have played. 
God so. knows I have five million Steam games. So yeah, true. You could true, do true. a show called Steam Library Roulette. There you go. There you go. Yeah, yeah. We'd have to limit it down to stuff that's multiplayer, though. Yeah, so true. That's the only mm-hmm. trick. Hey, what, what's hard. the one that um, Aridin was telling about us that he was playing? <laughs> Gary's mod do prop t- prop hunt. Prop hunt. Prop hunt. You, it's, you could join a server, and so basically it's a game of hide-and-seek except using Gary's Mod, which is the uh, the engine that... It's basically an engine simulator for like the engine that was used to make Half-Life and Counter-Strike, mm-hmm. uh, the old version. Uh, so they run around with those textures, but the game is basically certain people spawn in, and within the environment, they then take on the appearance of a prop in the environment and then try to hide. <laughs> like a coffee cup. And uh-huh. everybody else then spawns in after 30 seconds without being able to see the screen. And then they all have guns and they go around trying to shoot the, the props that are the people. And so you as a at. prop have to try to not only just you can't just be out in the open because they're going to be shooting props. Right. So you also have to try to hide in a place where it's not obvious. Like if you're a coffee cup and you're hiding in, the toilet. in a trash can or yeah, something. Not right. necessarily that obvious. So. But yeah. See, that's that's creativity. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's there's several game modes in that, but there's a lot of very inexpensive games or games that we already all own, anyways, mm-hmm. that we could definitely have some uh, fun with. So sure. huh. the seed has been planted. Mm-hmm. We have a month for it to sit in your subconscious and, and germinate, and yep. we can uh, try out some try out some new and interesting things for upon, sure upon our return. Yep. Uh, a moment of uh, sadness and silence. For the passing of Woodhouse. Oh. George Cove. I know. Who played, that was so sad. Who voiced so Woodhouse on Archer and did a spectacular job in the role. Phenomenal. As the downtrodden manservant to Sterling Archer. <laughs> yeah. Just... Drug addicted manservant. Drug addicted gay manservant. He, he yeah. was the best when he was tripping balls. I mean, <laughs> the, the Papal Chase episode. <laughs> Where he's shooting up in the Vatican. Yes, <laughs> yeah. yes. It's so freaking awesome. He was so good. And yep. he's just had the best voice for that too. Yeah. And he had this incredibly storied career. I mean, this was just the this was just the, the, the period at the end of his sentence of mm-hmm. I was a, a freaking awesome actor. Um, right. we just have an affection for him because he's he was Woodhouse. Yeah. Uh he passed away. Uh, late last uh, week before last yeah. um, at the age of 86 um, so he'd be definitely uh, we're not we're not mourning his passing because he was taken from us too soon he definitely lived a long and, and fruitful life um, but yeah and I I hope they don't try and recast the role I don't know how anyone could could ever quite duplicate the 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 voice that he brought to the mm-hmm. character. Right. Yeah. right. They may have to, to do something absurd and, and, and spectacular to kill the character off in 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 the story. We'll see. Yeah. But farewell, Woodhouse. We we I know. we barely knew ye. Sad. I know. We will miss you for sure. Uh, see, I'm, I'm I'm attempting to not uh, do. Try and do the voice because you can't. You can't do it justice. No, no, it had its own quality. But as I read somewhere, you know, I'm sure he's being forced to eat a bowl of spider webs in heaven. (laughs) 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 Just 
if you don't know what we're talking about, go watch Archer. Yeah. Oh my Just goodness. Do it. The funniest thing, one of my friends posted something on Facebook where she was eating at her at her computer desk and she goes, Every time I spill something, I always hear the voice in my head, Do you want ants? Because that's how, that's how you, you get, get ants. ants. That's how you get ants. And I'm like, this is why we're friends. Yep. <laughs> uh, oh, and also there, um, we put the producers of Archer put together a tribute reel mm-hmm. to George Coe, um, which I will paste. It's, it was good. I'll paste yeah. it, it into the chat and put it on the show notes for y'all because it was hilarious and awesome. All right, moving forward. For those of you uh, Fallout fans who uh, have iOS devices have already been enjoying Fallout Shelter for many weeks now, which was the uh, Fallout for pre-mobile game, get get your juices flowing and thinking of Fallout. Um, right, but they launched it, of course, only on iOS. Those of us poor suckers who are running Android still need to wait until August thirteenth. <laughs> it it's basically a tiny tower clone. Oh, totally. I mean, it was cute for about ten a minutes, second. but like my my iPad is an older model, so Ooh. it tended to crash. And my playing it on my phone was just annoying. It's so too small. Yeah, I stopped. I stopped pretty fast. You're not missing exactly the end-all, be-all of gaming. But I did see an article out there that they uh, had raked in like $4 million on it already Jeez. or something and like that. You can totally play the game and have yeah. a ton of fun. And you're not, it's not like they're forcing you. This is no. the, kind of the, the poster boy of here's how you do microtransactions, people. Right. You make them worthwhile you make people want it you make an entertaining game first and then people will pay your microtransaction because they want to be even more entertained because the game is awesome right not because you can't continue without paying that's that's that that's extortion is what that is right, that's not right. what you want in your video game i want entertainment not extortion <laughs> this is true most most things in life. Oxford's, <laughs> Oxford's not broke, you know. Right. Um, yeah. So I'll be looking forward to seeing what all the fuss is about on my lovely Nexus phone later in August. But right. I'm not bitter. Eh, truly. Well, I mean, just like uh, you know, if you're a PlayStation Four owner, you're. God, what what's happening that you're not going to get on? You know, well, you're not getting mods right away. Right, that was the the, the thing. The, for, the big deal is, oh my God, they're we're starting to to understand that people on consoles want mods because the mod community yeah. on the PC Master Race is so awesome. It's crazy. And yeah, you're not first in line, PlayStation. Sorry, nope, not on that one. So I mean, the, that's that's kind of the new war because there's so few now exclusive titles to right. each system that it's now content locking. That's the the popular way to do it, or or offering things on one you know console versus the other early. So. Uh, all right, let's take a left turn into the movie entertainment industry. So I'm going to dump this into chat. And I had a friend of mine who actually brought 
this Dead Tree edition of uh, Entertainment Weekly to me because it features the first look at Fox's new X-Men movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> we're trying to figure out where you were going with that. <laughs> yeah. I, I, you know, I had the actual paper copy of this thing. It was like time traveling when I was reading. It's like, wow, this is how Oh, we, look uh, at that. Well, we actually have, you know, like a link also in the uh, show sheet that I did for last <laughs> week that I figured we we're going to use for this mm-hmm. week. <laughs> <laughs> so they have the early set photos. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm a little worried. Why? Which what are you worried about? The look. Of uh, which one? Who? Yes. Well, really? Even so, well, Psylocke? I thought Psylocke, Psylocke was pretty looks good. like Psylocke. Okay, so follow the link that I put in IRC or the one that takes you to the Polygon version of this. Okay. And they have the top photo featuring the new Storm, Apocalypse, uh-huh. and Psylocke. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I've seen that. That's where we're at. Yeah, that's where we're at. Nothing. It's in our show notes. Nothing. Uh, okay, apocalypse. Apocalypse looks is weird. Bad. Okay. Okay. So. I'm, I have no problem bashing on his look, especially Absolutely. because I've seen pictures of, of cosplay that looked like a million times better, right? And or accurate to the comic book. And he's small. Like he's too there's, small. There's no reason why he should be barely taller than Storm. I mean, because um, I mean, Marvel has gone the route with. Uh, Thanos to make him freaking enormous the way he was always pictured. Yeah. And he's, he's con- he, he looks like he is in the comic, or he's pretty close. Yep. Whereas this one, they did like a style, and maybe this is like I am. This is my walking around mode, and then I'll grow big for the for the it. for the boss fight. Or whatever. Yeah, but I mean, so he looked not good. Weird. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not on I think, board. I mean, it's, it's Mohawk Storm. I'm it's always Mohawk okay Storm. With that. It's her no, early from, from the Storm. neck up. That's Aurora yeah. Monroe during the '80s X Men. I don't remember there being a purple cape or yeah, armbands and bracers that look plastic. Well, it's black and silver. She's supposed to be black and silver, right. but she did have armbands at one point, but not the ones up her on the top of her arm. Just more of a now. When we saw the early photos from the set of Thor, everyone's like, "Wow, plastic armor, guys! Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. I hope that's what we're experiencing here." Right. But my biggest trouble is Olivia Munn as Psylocke. They've jumped forward. They, they, stay with me here. <laughs> They've jumped forward in her timeline to where she's already body jumped and become super Asian ninja chick instead mm-hmm. of being British school marm. They have, looking at this picture, absolutely, completely replicated her main costume from the comic book down to the stitch. Pretty close. A little less cleavage, but yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure Olivia brought it up to the, the, the game to match a comic book cleavage. Sure. Because people aren't built actually built that way. Um, and this is what this is speaking to me is saying, and here is why you never try to replicate comic book costumes in reality. Because who would ever wear that? Really? She would. Why? Yeah, she would. <laughs> Why? I don't know what to tell you, man. Clothing protects you from the elements. I get that. Or helps you carry things. I get that, but when you look at Wonder Woman, I would love to see Wonder Woman in just her little, you know, tiny bathing suit costume. I think that's the classic Wonder Woman. See, the thing 
there's at least a backstory to justify why Diana is like that. She's from a tropical island where you didn't need protection from the elements because, well, hell, in the 1970s TV series, they even renamed it Paradise Island. Yes. Because they were living in a paradise on Earth. Yep. So I totally get why she arrived on the scene in her skimpy Amazonian because, well, this is all you need to wear. I just carry, I carry my buckler and my short sword and kick your ass because I am the avatar of a god on Earth. Mm-hmm. Um, what's Psylocke's excuse? Well, I mean, maybe she's doing, the, she's some... doing the ninja thing. She should be head to toe black for concealment. <laughs> Like I said, they may give some reasoning in the movie. Again, we're yeah, judging it on yeah. a single yes. photo. And I am aware that I'm judging, and I am judging the hell out yeah. of it because <laughs> it has raised my hackles. Like um, I, said, I bet I could go to any superhero film and take a still shot, and it would probably make people uh, like, oh, yeah. know about this movie if you hadn't seen it already. Yeah. And, I'm hoping, uh, and I'm hoping this is the Asgard effect, the same you know, with, yeah. with the early set photos. Yep, really looked like ass. Um, yeah. The apocalypse is like, hey, you want to work for me? You're wearing this. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. maybe. I'm into the purple. And, and I mean, yeah, they, they maybe do kind of make a match set there. Yeah, the it's a match set. Um, we'll see. Um, I'm. I am. I was hoping for because in the little snippet they gave us at the end of Days of Future Past, mm-hmm. where they were. Showing us young Ansabanur, they had the classic yeah. lines on the face, you know that 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 apocalypse look, um, and it seems to be totally absent in this grown-up version of him. Right, and you know maybe, and this may also not be, you know maybe he's going to have CGI treatment yeah. to undo him as well. Yeah, we'll could be. Um, again, a good well-written story can forgive a lot of costuming sins. Sure. True. So we'll see what they come forth with uh, story-wise. I am all for Fox building their own totally self-contained Marvel Cinematic Universe. I I wish them all the success in the world. Dump the new Fantastic Four in there. I think they own Man-Thing. So, hell, let's have a Man-Thing movie. Um, we really don't need a man. No, oh, we come really on. don't. That is the mm, dumbest character. No. I, I'm sorry. But see, but Man-Thing tends to run around with Howard the Duck, which Disney <laughs> Marvel's already shown in their movie. Yep. Not that I need another Howard the Duck movie either. No, please, God, no. Uh, so, Even with Seth Green voicing him like he did, uh, no. Um, but yeah. So, glad we're doing Mohawk Era Storm. Um Psylocke always interested me as a character. She, she was part of one of my favorite crossovers. Uh, a New Mutants uh, double size annual involved her and Warlock and Ben Ram and uh, Doug Ramsey. Actually, one of the least interesting characters of all time, who they actually made interesting in that one double size issue. Um, so I've got I have a, a bit of affection for the character from it was because it, it was kind of one of my favorite issues from the height of my uh, young adult costume or costume. Uh, comic book consumption, uh, mm-hmm. so I'd like to see them do right by her because she's just—I have a special place in my heart, not just because of the skimpy uniform. Just right. saying. In addition to the skimpy uniform, that's just gravy. You see, right? Just, just, just gravy. 
Uh, also, since we last spoke, uh, we had our first proper trailer for the Suicide Squad coming out next year. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked a little bit about how everyone, all, all the f- headlines, we're talking about, oh, Jared Leto, you know, is, is in this, this great, well, you can't wait to see his Joker. He steals, he steals the show. No, he doesn't. No, he he's in it for like t- 2.3 seconds. Yeah. yeah. I'm much more interested in all the other stuff I saw in that one. I'm much more interested in Harley. Yeah, and she looked awesome, and and just just the amount of unbalanced for the character. Mm, exactly. Um, so that one is yeah, that was, that was a Comic Con release, and they actually did right. a proper release they, of that they, one. Yeah, they cleaned it up. Most of the Comic Con ones now that were they've learned handicammed or cell phoned now have gotten the full you know the full treatment. release on the internet. Uh, we're still in the Gilligan period on uh, Tiny Man in Suit movie. Um, all indications are that it's at least not terrible. Because um, <laughs> the, the media would be all over it <clears throat> like hair on a gorilla if it was a bomb. Because they... The media always loves to, 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 to take somebody down a peg. And Marvel is riding oh so high on the crest right. of this wave they have created. Um, they appear to have not faltered with uh, Ant-Man. Um, I have not seen it yet. You guys were planning on going and seeing it today. So the next time we convene, it'll be old news. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. <laughs> so the non-spoilery bits that I've... Uh, been reading about it is Paul Rudd turns in a great performance. Um, he is comedic without it being a comedy. So th- he brings a lot of, of levity to the role without have, turning it into just a comedy. Um, apparently the chemistry between him and Michael Douglas is excellent. Um, so they Marvel seems to have taken another one that I looked at and went Huh? Like I did with Guardians of the Galaxy and, and mm. turned it into, at the very least, a money making proposition that apparently has some very important uh, plot points to it that are through lines. Because this is the last of the Phase 2 movies. Ant Man represents right. the, the conclusion of Kevin Feige's phases. Phase 2 is now done. Correct. And we launch ourselves into Phase 3 with. Civil War is the next one? I believe Civil War mm-hmm. is the next yeah, one. Civil War, and, and there's apparently, and there is, you know, do stay for the credits. This is one mm-hmm. of those that has stuff buried in the credits for you to see that are uh, significant setups for Civil War, apparently. And that's all I know. Cool. Um, and Evangeline Lilly, who's been all over your sci fi and fantasy stuff like a rash lately. Apparently does a great job as uh, Tim's daughter, and hmm. so I'm hoping to try and <laughs> break away to go see it. Uh, anybody in the IRC want to give a non-spoilery <clears throat> thumbs up or thumbs down? Yeah. Uh, true. Very 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 good. He liked it. Um, oh, he actually says it's amazing in 3D. Uh, yeah. Yet to see anything that's amazing in 3D. So. Yeah. 
Avatar was the only movie that really impressed me in 3D. Unfortunately, and, it was Avatar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't talk about the storyline. I know. The technology here. And it was some, some very specific eye candy deliberately designed to show off the tech scenes. When they're walking through the control room and they have all the holographic displays going, it's like yeah, deliberate and cynical in your face 3D moment, right? Um, <clears throat> without being the dumb kinds like the spear jutting out of the screen towards your nose, it's like that's a little heavy-handed, guys. This was just a beautiful environment with a deep. Uh, depth of field and without getting too totally in your face about it saying, hey, don't you feel like you're standing in this room with all this cool tech? I'm like, yep, I kind of do. So it can be done right. Yeah. But still, I, I routinely go for the 2D version of movies just because it's for number one, it's freaking expensive enough as it is. Sure. And it doesn't, to me, it doesn't bring that extra seven bucks worth of headache. It just yeah. brings a headache is what it brings. Right, right. We're getting there. Um, so, but Barry, if uh, I mean, I don't know, if somebody offers to take me to the movie and pay for it, maybe I'll go for the 3D then. <laughs> so, Barry, what I'm saying is, come, come to Phoenix, take me to the movie. You're, you're buying. Yes. <laughs> what? what a deal. Yeah. What a smoking deal for you, Barry. Uh, by Grapthaw's Hammer. Uh, what, what a, a savings. savings. <laughs> Now, I gotta say, for in the comic book mode, so I had also been searching around for something to kind of have on as my background noise on Netflix, mm-hmm. and I decided to give the Avengers Earth Mightiest Heroes uh, anime a try, which was 2010 to 2012, two seasons. Okay, it's not bad at all. Like the stories are i mean the the voice acting's good it's it definitely straddles the line between more for kids and and more for adults right uh but the sheer amount of heroes and villains they throw in there and the fact that it all has stories that are constantly overlapping each other and as you know one thing is resolved a second thing from two episodes then suddenly pops up they do a really good with it and it is definitely like a tour de force of the Marvel Universe in terms of you they've had Kang the Conqueror, they've had AIM in there, Hydra, uh the Kree Scroll War is is getting mentioned. Uh the leader who's a Hulk villain is has a big prominent show. Ultron gets, you know, through his whole development by Hank Pym and not mm-hmm. by Iron Man. Uh, it's been, mm-hmm. I've gotten through just about the first season, which of course has culminated in everything being pretty much orchestrated by Loki. Uh, and it's been good. It's, it's worth a watch. If you're a fan of the Marvel stuff, it's worth watching. See, and on the DC side, arch nemesis by proxy took me through Batman brave and the bold. Right. Yeah. You've mentioned that exact same thing. Every episode was an excuse to dust off a new obscure character, but Totally kidified, right. totally tongue in cheek, but still, from for someone of my generation who remembers, you know, Batman sixty six movie and the Batman TV series of that era, I was so glad they created this because I could. It's one of those things you can sit down and watch with your child and be entertained at a different level than the kid. 
because mm-hmm. they're not getting nearly as many references that were straight out of uh, the the '66 era campy Batman. Um, so you know, I was I was always very thankful that she developed a taste for um, Brave and the Bold because number one, it was it it actually weirdly increased my knowledge of the rogues gallery on the DC side because I'm not a DC boy. Right. And I know now know more about all the different villains and heroes on the DC side thanks to this really wacky dumb uh animated TV series and I'm actually able to to converse with people who are deeply fanish about the DC universe more intelligently than I could before. So in a weird way, they made me a better fan accidentally. And yeah. Yeah. thanks, Arch Nemesis. Well, uh, and apparently Barry told us about this five years ago, but <laughs> you know... We don't listen to Barry! Number one, we don't listen to Barry. Number two, it, you know, watching especially something that's, I think it's like 26 episodes per season. Like, there's a good chance if I'm told about that, I'm already probably involved in something else. And you're going to be so, like, nearly. There's no way I'm going to tackle that now. So, it, you know, it, it has to hit at the right time where there is a, a window for me to really watch it. But, yeah, this one's been good. It's been really gone well hand in hand with the amount of uh, Marvel uh, uh, heroes that I've been playing as well on the computer. Mm-hmm. So, And it really touches on a lot of the same stuff. Like, you know, I wasn't super knowledgeable on aim uh, mm-hmm. and modok and stuff and so it kind of got me a little more info in that regard and then a lot of the artifacts you get in the game like the satan's claw which is something that baron von strucker used and it's like oh my god like as soon as he ha- put it on i'm like hey i've seen that artifact from marvel heroes uh-huh. <laughs> so it's kind of cool now it's it's the 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 data mining for lack of a better term yeah. Uh, this the huge because because they've been at this for a little while, you know, thirties oh, yeah. and forties onward. They've been building, and you, you wonder why they have these universe resetting events like Crisis on Infinite Earths and more, sure. uh, New Fifty Two and all because they they got a clean house because they have so much crap. But when the, yeah. that, that flotsam starts showing up in uh, your movies and your TV series, it's like, hey, I feel special because I I get that joke, and I don't know, I feel like. Captain America in the Avengers. I, I got that reference. I understood. Right, right. <laughs> uh, indeed. Uh, again, just a, a really damn good time to be a nerd. Um, yeah. All that being said, I'm still a little worried about uh, Legends of the Future. It just That might be a bridge too far for DC. We'll see. DC, uh, please impress me. They... they it's yeah. We'll we'll Captain see what they cold and heat wave. Okay, they're. I know that's that's, my, that's what my makes kind me of downside. Mm-hmm. Uh, like my, but I'm looking forward to White Canary. I guess is White what Canary and Adam. Uh, yeah. interest me. Yep. Um, so and uh, Rick Hunter, um, played right. by guy from Doctor Who. Um, the one see. who played Rory. Yeah, he yeah. played Rory. Rory. Um, oh well. You know I yeah. And I think it'll be good. We'll I, see. We'll I'm, see. I'm, I, again, impress me, blow me away, service my needs, entertain me, dance for me, monkey boy. All those things. Right. All right, moving forward. So we'll, we started a little bit late, so we'll, we'll just plow right through here and do a, yeah. these last two. Um, where was it? Dang it, I lost. I closed the wrong window. Work with me. 
Oh, yeah, as if you didn't need uh, another reason to. Dang it! Hang on. <laughs> I, I th- dang it! I th- dang it! Thought this laptop was behaving better. It may be proving me wrong here. <laughs> um, hmm. Okay, this one I just have to read. We have to go into just because of the title uh, from PCGamer.com. Uh, new 22 Can CEO says Peter Molyneux effed up. Yeah. Yeah. Now, for those of you who may not have been uh, playing the home game. Peter Molyneux is is famous for number one, over promising and under delivering on his games. Number two, still producing some pretty freaking awesome god god mode games. Um, so he's famous for things like Black and White. Um, was Populous his first yes. big one? Populous was the the big first god mode game. Mm-hmm. Um, but from the PC Gamer article, Peter Molyneux's Goddess, or Godus, is one of gaming's more famous hot messes. Mm. Most of the promised features haven't been, haven't been implemented. Develop, uh, development priority appears to have shifted from PC to mobile platforms. The winner of the life-changing prize in Curiosity Godhood and Goddess has been left out in the cold. Topping it all off, the then-newish lead designer, Conrad Nazinski, admitted that the studio probably wouldn't be able to deliver on everything it promised in the very successful 2013 Kickstarter. This has become the cautionary tale about kickstarted video games. It's, is is how bad it's uh, become reputation wise. Um, so this is this is basically dusting off an old story, but with the clickbaity headline that the CEO provider, uh, the CEO provided, um, kind of just saying straightforward, truthfully. Yeah, the, he never should have promised these things because uh, there was never a chance of it actually becoming reality. Well, I mean, I think that he actually went in there and said, you know, basically the the problem was he was completely out of his element trying to run the business. Right. Mm-hmm. He He's really an idea guy and kind of a, a, a thinker. And, you know, this guy who came in with a business background was like, you know the quote from him is all that stuff you've done wrong is quite easy stuff to fix and should have been done and yes yes you effed up and you should have done all this stuff but we can sort it out you need to get back into designing games don't try to do everything don't try You're to not do it all back man. together because it's not going to crumble down you need to make games that's what you enjoy i like business i'll do the business so it was it was very a la um robert Koo coming yeah, in penny, penny arcade, arcade. exactly saying, you guys Create good stuff. You have no idea how to run a business. Right. You have, you have demonstrated. Right. Clearly, by signing away the rights to your own material. Right. Exactly. Like, Let's not I do that do again. That. You guys handle making the cool stuff. <laughs> if only he had been there at the get-go. Yeah. Unfortunately, be... you know, it sounds like they're at least trying to get it back on track. And, you know, again, it's... Actions are going to speak louder than this, but it was just unusual because usually you don't see a studio come out and quite be so direct with its own failings, especially for one of the most, uh, at least well-known people within gaming uh, well, I mean, creation. This smacks to me of Robert Jordan syndrome. Of yeah. Yeah. some creators need shepherding, yes, right to get their 
to to channel their creativity and and their awesome ideas into a finished product in a timely manner. And we've we've lamented many times, you know, where Wheel of Time went off the rails, and it was correlated to his wife becoming his editor. Right. But effectively, he didn't have an editor at that point, and we got you know huge tomes that that covered one day in the lives of the characters and advanced the plot not one iota right this sounds like a very similar story of you look at the successful works that Molyneux has gotten to market even though for each of them you can point to yeah but he promised it would do these other things and it didn't but it was still a pretty damn awesome game that people enjoyed playing and felt they got their money's worth from where he tried to do it all himself and took away the, the guiding force of, biz, of a business and a publishing house around him, we got the not greatest outcome in the world. So yeah. create, creative types, find yourself a business type to partner with and you can rule the world. Absolutely. Make sure it's a, it's a very Reputable trustworthy business trustworthy, type. Reputable and trustworthy, yes. Yes. Uh, this one I experienced personally. Do you guys have a, a moment to peek in the front page of Amazon on Prime Day? <laughs> uh, no. No. I you have better things to do I than not buy try to buy, you hype. know, <laughs> Pop Tarts. Didn't miss anything. Apparently not. Holy crap, <laughs> it was the internet's <laughs> yard sale. Um Well, you have to get rid of stuff, you know. <laughs> I love, I mean, it, it became an instant meme and joke on the internet for the day. Yeah. And I love the mock-ups of the Prime Day <laughs> yeah. deals, especially the guy who had the Apple Newton, the right. fax machine, the pager, <laughs> the brick phone, and the Commodore 64 with floppy drive. That was awesome. <laughs> yeah. I mean... The strawberry pop tarts. Yep. <laughs> I like the guy who said that he wanted to uh, have the person who came up with the prime deals lower him into his grave when he dies, so he could be let, let down, down one, one more, more time. time. <laughs> Old joke Maybe. with a new frosting. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Ooh, it was unimpressive to say the least. They, they were clearly <laughs> just using this as a warehouse clean out. And the few deals that were would have been of interest to anybody who had tiny stock reserves and were gone to bots Instantly. in microseconds. Yeah. Um, it's just, ugh. There was a couple okay things from, like, a gaming and standpoint that I, that I saw go by, like, on Reddit. But for the most part, and I mean, they say this stuff all the time. Many, many companies, Best Buy is saying this stuff right now for some sale they're doing. Oh, it's Black Friday in July. It's Black uh-huh. Friday in May. It's Black. There's only one Black Fly- Friday. Yep. If you have not eaten turkey the day before in a ritualistic fashion, it's not Black Friday. Yep. <laughs> in a ritualistic <laughs> fashion. We like to carve symbols on our That's turkey right. and, you I know, mean, light candles. <laughs> Cthulhu Fatagan. Aye, aye. That's right. <laughs> If there is no turducken involved, <laughs> it's probably not Black Friday. So, and that's the only one, and that's the one where they actually do put out deals that are worth a damn. And I think they need to well, just be honest. If it's a freaking clean out garage sale, then say it, yeah, you yep. know, because then people will expect it and they'll be looking for things that they may not buy necessarily but if it's on no. sale and it's something they're they just need trying for the to house. capture the folks to say oh it's black friday we get so many people shopping on that day that maybe yeah. if they say it they'll See, they'll come and look no 
Woot.com nailed it. When they want to clean house, they put out the Woot bag of crap. Yes, exactly. And it says what it does and does what it says, what it and it's got right. a low dollar amount. And then they also have the lottery aspect of a small number of these will have you know a 32 inch flat screen television in them as well. Sure. Um, but most of you are going to get a bag of crap, but exactly. it's only going to cost you nine ninety nine plus shipping. So it's basically buying a lottery ticket, and hey, you might get something interesting. Here's your USB coffee mug warmer, whatever. Yeah. Um, but saying we are doing this to clean out our warehouses, and we're going to put it all, throw it in bags, and send it to you for a cheap dollar. And hey, if you're a lucky winner of one of the really cool items, great. But Amazon would do would have done better to emulate that model. Yeah, no kidding. Absolutely. Or any yeah, anything would have been better than kind of what they did because they hyped it. Not only did they hype it up, but they also really hyped it as oh, if you're Amazon Prime, you're going to get the really good deal. So you should subscribe now. Really good deals on really crappy stuff. So, Ugh, yeah, yeah, oh, well. badly done. In, in, an instant meme is born. <laughs> right, I'm waiting for Amazon Prime Day. Right, <laughs> don't uh, do it. Uh, so yeah, oh, well. never a dull moment on the internet. All right, that kind of wraps us up. Technology challenges and all. Um, if you want to be deeply damaged um, on, a, on a, a mental level. Uh, there'll be a link in the show notes to the live-action Attack on Titan movie trailer. Dude, that looked really much better than yeah. I could have possibly Absolutely. thought better, it would but, look. But disturbing. Well, Attack on yeah, Titans, it's Attack pretty, on Titans. It's a disturbing anime. Yeah, but they didn't have to do such a good job emulating it. I I mean, oh yeah. For all the animes I've watched, that was one of the ones that would, would be really low on my list. If somebody came to me and said, "What do you think we should make into a live action, action movie?" Yeah, like Attack on Titan would not be near the top of my thoughts. And no. yet that preview, I was like, "Wow, that looks a lot like Attack on Titan." Yeah, yeah. Like all the way to the the one big Mega Titan being clouded in smoke, yep. the yeah. one with no skin. Yep. Like, that was awesome looking. The, the Colossal Titan looked like the Colossal Titan. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was just, it was but great. That's, just, so. that's nightmare fuel. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it totally is. So I, I'm, I'm kind of psyched for it. Yeah. It's, so. I mean, there's there's stuff you see. Oh, they're they're adapting this thing. And that's one of the ones I thought, saw. Right. Like, how could they possibly? Like, well, they have found a way. Yeah, they they seem to be nailing it. Yeah. So, and the, just the, never mind the freaking weird storyline behind yeah. Attack on Titan to begin with. The source material is effed up and strange and hard to oh, follow. Yeah. And most anime is effed up and strange and hard to follow. Not all, but not to this degree. I mean. I don't think it's that hard to follow. I mean, basically, you just have to, number one, go with the theory yes. that there's gigantic naked humans that like to eat little humans. Yes. And we don't know why, because they have no digestive system and they just barf them up. But hey. But apparently, they're interested in doing it. And that uh, humanity, to defend against this, has built a city that has three tiered walls mm-hmm. to it to try to keep them out. And the start of the show is basically these supposedly mindless titans doing organized stuff. Yep. And why is that happening? Yep. And humanity basically getting con- constantly pushed back. Yeah. <laughs> It's, I mean, that's the story. <laughs> and, I, I, and I love the, uh, the, the, the medieval quality yeah. to the, you know, it's, it's like 
medieval Italian uh, designs to the architecture in the anime. Not they're a little more loosey goosey with it in this sure. trailer, but it's it's gorgeous in the uh, anime. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. it's, it's just weird. It's just otherworldly, and, and it, it held my attention all the way to the end. The end was deeply unsatisfying, and they haven't done the next season yet. In I know that's I, it's on my like you know notify me list, right? And like, clearly, not. it is well loved. You just go to any Comic Con and you see ten hundred sure. million oh, people tons. with their three three hundred sixty degree maneuvering units on, yeah. and it's like, okay, <laughs> this has a following. Oh yeah, um, but yeah, live action and and. I suppose I shouldn't be surprised that the uh, the aerial sequences look awesome. Um, right. And in this era of CG and that and you know seeing you know Iron Man flying through the streets of New York shouldn't surprise me. And yet I still was like, wow! I didn't expect them to nail that the way they did, and it looks right. Pretty damn cool, mm-hmm. but don't <laughs> approach with caution. If you are easily influenced and can have uh, nightmares based on scary things you've seen on the screen, don't watch this. <laughs> just exactly. Step away. Don't watch the anime. Don't watch the live action trailer. Just walk quietly from the room. Right. All right. Let's wrap this one up. So we will be bringing you special coverage and such through the month of August. And returning, what did we say, it was September 10th? Correct. Correct. The evening of September 10th at <clears throat> 1 a.m. Eastern Time. <laughs> <laughs> 10 p.m. Pacific slash Arizona uh, for the redesigned, relaunched, and more regular Casually Hardcore. Uh, thank you for sticking with us while we make changes about the place. Please check out the Indiegogo, tinyurl.com slash alphageekupgrade. Uh, we appreciate any support you can give us. As usual, you can email the show at alphageekradio.com. That is the show at alphageekradio.com. Follow us on Twitter. The network is alphageekradio. The show is Hardcore Casuals. I am on there as Gnomewise. He's on there as Izzy Grail. That's I-Z-Z-Y-G-R-A-I-L. She is on there as Daxa C-H. That's D-A-K-S-A-C-H, not D-A-X-A. That's a different Daxa, who, <laughs> who we do not care about. Neener, neener, neener. <laughs> uh, if you want to accumulate uh, links and interesting things uh, during our hiatus on the subreddit, it is alphageekradio.reddit.com. Uh, we always appreciate the volunteers who hang out there and bring us ideas and discover things that we might otherwise miss uh, during our weeks of fun, interesting, and nerdy content to talk about on the show. We appreciate it. And similarly, you can find us on Facebook and Google+. Just do searches there for either Casually Hardcore or Alpha Geek Radio, and our pages will come right up. They have no quick way to link to those, so we'll make you do the searching. Ha! See what I did there? Nobody uh-huh. Saw, nobody saw what I did there. No. In the meantime, <laughs> I have been Gnomewise. I have been Dexa. And I've been Grail. And for a month or so, we are out of here. Bye-bye.
radio people. A bombardier, 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 a bombardier